morning tip. Good afternoon. It is August 10th, 2021. You're listening to a little column A, little column B, hosted by Will Limnos and co-hosted by Zach Bishop. How are you doing today, buddy? What's going on, Will? There's a city in Texas. This city is called Kyle. Yes, Kyle, you heard me correctly. Like a boy's name. They are trying to set the Guinness World Record for the most amount of Kyles in Kyle, Texas at the Kyle Pie in the Sky Hot Air Balloon Festival. Would you be interested in a festival of wills? And is there a certain event that you would like it to be at? Could it be in Williamstown? Because that'd be awfully convenient. Sure. <laughs> I, I, I have no interest in the Kyles. I'll tell you that. Never trust a Kyle. I don't, I don't know if you haven't come across that yet. Yeah, that's like fact. Uh, event for Will, Will, Williamstown Will's party? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to hang out with other Will's. I want to be the only Will. Is it that, seems is that so like it wrong? might be confusing, right? Yeah, is this when, like when the... you're in you're in San Diego? There was another will, and didn't it cause some confusion? I, this this have you ever seen uh, my big fat Greek wedding? Yeah, the, there, there's a scene where they're introducing the rest of the family, the Greek family, and he's like, "This is my cousin Nick, Nick. This is my cousin Nick. This is my cousin Nico. This is my cousin Nicholas. This is my cousin Nick." And it's like they all have like the same name, and, and it's just it's just funny that this is just a family traditions like that, but. I, I don't know. I agree with you that it sounds like a confusing thing. I don't, I don't really have a specific event or any interest in celebrating with more wills. Uh, not that I have anything against it, but I feel like names are a weird way to categorize people. They're not types of people based, based on their name, except Kyle's. Kyle's are terrible. Wow. I was not expecting you to go so anti-Kyle. I didn't think that you'd want a, uh, a festival of all wills, but I, I had no idea that you were so anti-Kyle. Uh, for any, any Kyle listeners, I, I am not anti-Kyle. So, you know, <laughs> you, you can you stick, stick around. I'll, I'll, I'll stand up for you. Yeah. I, I actually have a bit of dilemma on my own right now. I, I got more drama than these Kyles. I, I don't know if you've heard, but Ryan Rosillo. Bill Simmons and Howard Stern are all on vacation this week. I'm in a dilemma. I don't, I don't know what to do with myself. I'm so unprepared for this. Do you have any recommendations? It was awfully selfish of them to all go on vacation at the same time. But this this is the time, especially with sports. It's it's tricky to find a uh, find a sweet spot, and this is definitely the uh, the, the sweet spot with uh, NBA the NBA draft, NBA free agency's over, football still a couple weeks away from really uh, getting going. Hard knocks uh, starts uh, starts tonight, so that's kind of the uh, the unofficial kickoff for football for 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 me. But you know, at some point they gotta take a break. They everybody else gets a gets a vacation. But I, I'm sure you can you can look around uh, the podcast landscape. You can you can find something. But you know that's uh, that's that's cream of the crop up there. Well, you talk about how I mean I produce a podcast with you. We we know this is a slow week. We know this is gonna be a slower podcast today. We're gonna do our best to fill it all up. But if you ask me, this is the week I need the podcast the most. All those other weeks, there's other things going on. I mean, yeah, it's great that they True. have topics to talk about. But now I have. Nothing to watch, and nobody's talking about anything. I'm, I'm in a dilemma. This is too much free time. And it's also not going to help this podcast. It's like, where, what are your sources? Where, where do you do all your research? It's like, I have, <laughs> I have nothing. I, I'm pulling from nowhere. But the Olympics concluded the other day. I want to wrap up a couple events there. Team USA gets the win. Any, any Never trash, doubt. Any trash talk you want to give to me after doubting Team USA in multiple podcasts? <laughs> never, never doubt the... Uh... The both games were were fun, were fun to watch. Uh, 
it, it was funny because the uh, I had said going in, I don't know if I said it on the podcast or not, but you know, if they, if they make the championship, I'll, I'll stay up for that. Cause the, the two games leading up to it were both, one was at 1240 in the morning and one was at 1215 in the morning for me on, on work days. So I was like, but you know what, if you start at two in the morning for a gold medal game, uh, you know, for basketball, I'll, I'll stay up for it. And how does it work out? It's at 1030 on a Friday. Yep. Yep. I could definitely handle that. So that was uh that that was cool. It, it's a kind of a normal Friday night time slot, and you know Kevin Durant came to play, and they they showed his stats from the previous gold medal games, and he he just he does not disappoint. And uh, it was we, we didn't blow him out, and it got a little hairy at the end of really just shutting him shutting him down. But I uh, I definitely had fun watching. I I have new standards for. For Team USA. Now, these are going to sound like ridiculous standards, but I think these are the standards that everyone across the country is holding this Team USA to. And that's that you're supposed to win every game. Expedition, preseason, preliminary, first round, second round, you're supposed to win every game. And honestly, I'm not going to give this team any respect unless you do win every game. Sure, you won the medal. A lot of teams have won the medal. We win the medal almost every time. We also win almost every game every time, and, and this team struggled with that, so I'm going to hold it against them. I think I was justified to be worried about it, and I don't think we were very handedly in winning any of these games. I think you go a couple, you have a couple misses, which we had some cold streaks that we may play out a couple different ways here. I, I mean, I look in the bronze game; it's Luca and Patty Mills going at it. Patty Mills goes for forty-two in the bronze game. If he had forty-two against us, that might have been enough. That that really could have done the damage to us. I, I'm really upset that we didn't get a Luca matchup though, because I think Luca. Luca just looks forward to that game so much. I, I, you know he wants it. He doesn't even get a medal this time. I think he's going to just torch the NBA coming off of all this. I, I think he's upset he didn't get a medal. That, uh, that Batum block was, was awesome. Uh, in, in real time, maybe, maybe goaltending. But when, when Luca gave it up and the guy, he, he had an opening, was going right to the hoop, but just not necessarily NBA-sized where you watch NBA. It's just like, oh, you get anywhere in the lane – you know, guys dunking it. He's at least able to do an up and under, especially on uh, on Batum. He's getting get, getting a little bit older, but he just absolutely swallowed him up. It was some great basketball, great basketball, great basketball by Australia, great basketball by France. I'll say okay basketball by Team USA. I mean, if we don't have a guy as talented as Kevin Durant, I I really didn't think we played that well. We we get bailed out by a lot of good players, but that's the advantage of having a lot of good players that can do those things. I just didn't think they played very well together. And I do think if these are series best of seven, I think the Euro teams are going to figure this stuff out a little bit better. I think as it went further along, we definitely ratcheted up our defense. And I don't know if it's a transition going from the NBA to FIBA, but just realizing, oh, I'm just bigger and stronger than you. And in FIBA, I can like put my hands on you a little bit more. I can, I can be a little more physical and I think it might have just taken the guys a little bit longer to figure out, like, I, I can do this. I can just bully you around. I don't have to try to not touch you at all because it's a, immediately going to be a foul. But I, I, I was happy with the uh, with, with the product, too. I, I do like the – were there any reviews? It just it just kept moving. So much better. There's, there's way less commercials. It's just – there, there, there's a timeout. Oh, they don't really like send it to commercial. It's just like the show, the show the team is one minute and you, you're right back, right back at it. So uh, it's definitely uh, refreshing because I know a lot of times with uh, especially playoff games down the stretch, it's close and 
the foul, it's a timeout, it's a review, and just it, it, it it's so little actual basketball. I get wanting to get the call right, and I get okay, this is important, but just you get I get get worn down sometimes. All right, couple things I want to take away from this that I want the NBA to actually investigate and maybe even implement here. I, I like the. I like that technical fouls and what they called unsportsmanlike fouls, which is, I guess, our flagrant equivalent to the NBA. I like that those fouls count towards your personal fouls, and which you only get five also. I like that. I, I don't know. I don't see why it shouldn't be a punishment. You know, it's enough of a punishment to uh, get the two shots on the ball, but I, I think it should go against your personal fouls as well. I, I agree with that, but I don't think you should go down to five. Or, yeah, oh, you shouldn't oh, go down to five. Just keep it at six because of the way – in college, it's five, and in FIBA being five, because it's 40 minutes of basketball, where with the NBA, there's an extra eight minutes, so another fu- another foul. It, it, if you do the math on the, on the timing, it, it works out. Also, I love the unsportsmanlike call. I just think that makes so much more sense, and it's so much larger of a category that I think it fits in of like, all right, it's anything that's kind of like this. It's not, well, it's got to be like, there's weird... There's weird language both in basketball and football of what they're allowed to review and not allowed to review versus I felt like in this it was, all right, if you're a jerk and it looks like you weren't playing basketball, it's it's this, and that's fine. I, I think that makes so much more sense to everything. What I did like about that is versus versus a flagrant is the example of a guy's driving to the hoop. He's making – it's a total basketball move. He goes up to to make a floater, and his arm hits the defender in the face. And I've seen the review of then it turns out it's a flagrant on the offensive player, and it's it for sure is terrible. Get hit in the face is not fun at all. Nope, the defender didn't do anything wrong, but it's more of a, a no call and just it's a crappy situation. It, but it's basketball, and there's going to be contact. But I feel like with the flagrant, there's a lot of any contact above the neck, and you got to review it. And as soon as you put it in slow motion, it automatically looks 10 times worse but that of have it more on are they being on sportsman like is it not basketball related uh you know uh, some of the clear clear path foul sort of things of rather than looking and where exactly was the secondary defender was he ahead or not you could just tell no no he wasn't playing basketball he just just trying to stop the break and just immediately like nope he was going in for a wide open layup you went out of your way to prevent that without really playing basketball. It's not real defense, so you're punished for it. I think it was a better product because of that. We're, a lot of people are talking about how much they enjoyed these games. I mean, it was a little hard to find them and watch them, but if you saw the rerun later, which I think a lot of people were, were watching, it, it was some good basketball. A uh, couple other things I enjoy. I still love I love the if the ball's on the rim, you can hit it. Look, these guys are super tall and super athletic. I want to see them do more super tall and super athletic stuff. Rudy Gobert was a masterclass of hitting this ball off the rim off these free throws. If the ball, if this guy's shooting a free throw and it hangs up on the rim for half a second, he just swats it away. I, I, I like that. I think it, it, we need to give defensive players more abilities to do because I feel like we've granted the offense so many advantages that this is just something else that, that kind of favors the defense just a little bit as well as guys that are just I think, capable I think it of helps that. uh give the, the 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 big man still has a role a, a true big man or, too or, or, not just or, like know, a guy know, playing if, center if, yeah if, if, if you're bouncy it's just okay you you can go you 
it extends your rim protecting duties. I saw Draymond do it at the end of the game, but felt like didn't really see the Americans doing it very much, probably because that has never been a rule at any level of basketball in America. So you're just, it's got to be so weird because it's just ingrained in your head of don't goaltend, don't goaltend, go, don't goaltend. So yeah. it, w- it would definitely be interesting. And that's a good point that you make of what do people like? Like guys getting way up in the air and that would, it would have more guys knocking the, knocking the ball off the rim. My concern in the NBA is it would just be constant reviews on, <laughs> well, was it technically, uh, you'd have to make it real simple. If once it touched the rim, then, you know, it's all bets are off rather than, I don't know exactly what it is. I actually, I don't think there's anything with the cylinder on it. It, it is. I think it is pretty simple, but it, it would have to be otherwise just looking at it and it's got to be a weird angle for the for the referees so i just would want it to be real simple and just like keep keep it moving last last thing i really 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 enjoyed the single elimination it has this march madness feel of it of it's either this or not like it's it's today or, or this is it it's it's win or lose i i really like all the all of them are game sevens and i enjoy watching these matchups more than once especially when there's a really good series when there's a really good series there's nothing more rewarding than knowing you got seven awesome games and we've had that before but a lot of the times it's really not that good and there's like one or two games good in the series and i think when it's one i i just like giving the underdog a little bit more of a chance because we have all these super teams being built every year in the nba and i think that super team is always going to win in a series of seven but maybe just maybe in a one-on-one, maybe it goes the other way. I, I just think you have an actual opportunity to steal a series and do that. Now, you're going to hear constantly over, like, no, but we want the best players to play in the biggest games. It's like, well, yeah, we do. But I also I want to see the most exciting event I could possibly see. I'm entertained by this. I'm really not invested <laughs> otherwise. I, I'm watching this for entertainment, right? I'm not watching this planning to, you know, work on my game and watch film on this and think I'm going to you know, give it a tryout next year. This is purely entertainment from my standpoint. And I, I just found it very entertaining with so much on the line for all these teams. And the, the importance of representing your country and all that, too, it's just I, I really like the setup of it. I was very entertained. We're going to talk a lot of Olympic stuff uh, kind of going forward here. I, I thought Tokyo did a fantastic job. Japan was a great host. Did you catch some of the closing ceremony stuff? I, I didn't see uh, the closing ceremonies. I kind of uh, misjudged when the when, when the Olympics were over, and so I I, I missed it. it. It goes quick. It feels like oh, it's it's just starting now. Don't worry. There's so many more events, and it goes on so much longer. And then once you get towards the like the back end, you're like, oh man, we have like six events left, and half of them I haven't even heard of, and <laughs> it just wraps up real quick. But the the drone show. I don't know if you saw that. I'd recommend looking that up. That was I pretty cool. I did see in the opening ceremonies the drone. Was it was it similar to that? Yeah, it, it was cool. It's a bunch of light, light flying. They almost look like like synchronized fireflies, almost. You know, like they're all they're like little spots of light in the air flying around together. Really cool. I like the way they put the flame out with the uh, the the globe kind of closed really slowly, and the flame just kind of got encased by this uh, this this world globe. I, I thought it was really cool. Uh, really, really artsy stuff. Uh, but I also want to just say, look, COVID was not long ago and is very much not over. That didn't feel like a distraction at all throughout these Olympics. And I know there was no fans and there was a ton of things changed in advance and probably throughout all of this. But 
I think we should celebrate that like this kind of went well. Like this was a success. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there are stories and cases of this not being very well, but I just didn't feel like I'm glad we didn't spend the time just exploiting all of that this entire time. It really felt like we were caring about the athletes, we were caring about the other countries, and we were just letting the Olympics be the Olympics, which thank God after the last couple of years we've been through at this point because that's just what I needed and I hope that's what everyone else needed. So bravo to everybody involved in all that because I enjoyed the production really not including COVID as in its extently as it could have. It, it was hard to ignore with the amount of masks and there was no one in the, in the stands, but I thought they did a, a cool job of when a competitor would finish their event or their round or whatever their trial, whatever the, you know, depending on, on the sport, having the screen with their family there. And I thought we got some really cool family reactions that we might not have gotten had they actually been in the, in the stadium. Uh, definitely a couple of guys at football, uh, you know, at, at, at training camp and it's them and they're sitting in the front row and the, their teammates are behind them cheering on their, their, their wives or, or girlfriend. And it's just cool. It just seemed like a, like a, a real bonding moment for, for, for the team to celebrate, celebrate together, but was surprised. Cause I think I texted you last week. It's like, have you heard any COVID outbreaks at the Olympics? I, I just assumed it was going to happen, but like kind of with uh with March Madness, where the VCU, you know, they they got COVID, they 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 were done uh, in the lead up in the the conference championships. There were there were teams that you got COVID, they were out. I, I was just assuming that was going to happen, and maybe not left and right, but for sure. Just, uh, yeah. The New Zealand rugby team, uh, unfortunately, they're 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 done. They got a couple of COVID cases, so shut down. But I, I really didn't hear that much. I don't know if I missed it or if it just didn't happen. I, I also think we're we're underestimating. If you go back in time, not even that long ago, all of the teams and the qualifying athletes trying to get into Tokyo had to pass all the tests. And we had for basketball example here, just guys that couldn't even get in because they they tested positive, they were exposed or or whatever like i just to start off like that with athletes not even being able to get to tokyo was a red flag for me being like this is they should just cancel this and then to go on from there and to not really hear anything else after is i mean i just hope everything went well i i mean even if they did keep it under wraps it, it really doesn't it doesn't affect me all right i don't need to hear the news of it i just i'd like to believe that everything for the most part went really really well mm hmm and and I'm all right with living with that. I, I just like, and, and you're talking about having trouble getting there. This was like the the tippity top of famous athletes, you know, with, with with Bradley Beal not being able to make it, where you would think he would be in the best situation of being able to afford all the extra things that you'd need, whether it's a private plane or security to keep people away, where there's you know, the Olympics, there's a bunch of athletes that you know they're college students. Like they they don't they don't have that luxury to be able to say, oh no, sorry, like I'm going to the Olympics. Like you can't be around me. It's like, well, no, like you're in a public airport. <laughs> I'm not going away. I'm I'm here. Well, I, I'm glad it all worked out. I can't wait for Winter Olympics, which feels like it is literally around the corner right now. I yep. I I'm still having a hard time seeing all the logos being like Olympics 2020, which yeah, that's. 
technically accurate. It just, I guess for the current time, it feels like that'll age fine, but it hasn't aged enough where I'm like, wait, it was 2020 or wait, when did it happen? And wait, why did it one happen the, in 2020? Uh, <laughs> one of the things, uh, early, I think it was last week, uh, my, my roommate was trying to remember something that happened, you know, in the, in the past few years. And it's like, uh, well, it feels like last year, so that definitely means it was two years ago. And just that, that might just be a good thing for all of us to do. If it was before COVID, just, just add another year just in your head with the mental math. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know if I like just adding standard math to all that. That's like the... <laughs> It's like asking a man, like, uh, how many women have you slept with? What is it, divide it by two and subtract three? Uh, <laughs> so, so, something like that. To be, uh, to be fair to Will, I didn't, I didn't mention that there'd be math on this, on this podcast. <laughs> uh, like we said earlier in the podcast, it's a bit of a slow week right now, so we're going to try to make best with what we got here. And we thought, after the Olympics just finished up, we may uh, kind of get our own opinions on all these Olympic events and kind of go back and forth on what events we would want to do, what events we could do, and what events we definitely couldn't do. And I want to just preference this by saying I think we will both openly admit that we could easily fail at every single one of these. There's no chance that we could actually do any of these. So they could all go under the couldn't-do list. So this is more of a hypothetical. Now, the the, the want is it's more of a wish, I, I, I think, for my list. <laughs> and, and the could-do is more of a... Well, I, I, I think I could learn this faster than a lot of the other events. I don't know if I could actually successfully ever get to the Olympics for any of these. These are the best of the best of every country. So I preference that with the with when I go forward by saying uh, the first thing I would want to do and wish I could do, I think it's the coolest thing ever to be able to say you're the fastest human being in the world. So running like a 100-meter race faster than anyone else. I could I think, think it would be just as cool to say you're as strong, but... For me, I'm the fastest person in the world. That that has a ring to it that I don't think will ever be old. I think it is timeless, ageless, and the most classical, I, I don't know, stunt you could ever do on someone else. Like, like, look at me. I'm the fastest guy in the world. I'm the fastest girl in the world. I'm the fastest human being in the world. I, I don't think that, that you could ever really top that. So you're thinking specifically the, the, the 100? Yeah, I... I I, I just think it's the shortest distance, and it shows the most speed. It may not be – I mean, I don't know. There, none of these events are easy, so it's it's hard to compare it. Be like, yeah, well, the 400 is way easier because it's, it's, it's longer. And it's like, no, it's it's kind of like a 100 that just times four. I don't think you run any <laughs> – you know, it's not like you're saving anything. You're running really hard, and then you just have to run really hard a little bit farther. <laughs> but I, I'll just throw out the 100-meter out there. I, I, I just okay. think that would be really cool to say I can go from here to there as fast as possible now i don't know if i could beat uh you know tyreek hill in a in a 40 still but you know i i think i could win 100 meters all right my my first one uh it's pretty pretty obvious is uh basketball now this is what you think you could do or you would want to do or both want to do this is want to do yeah so i i wrote down the three-on-three basketball because I really don't want to play with Team USA. I don't think See, pa- I put. I don't think they'd pass me the ball. I'll be honest. I, I feel like they don't pass anyone the ball. And I don't like the way they play. I, I'm out on that. Now the three on three, you kind of have to pass me the ball. There's no. There's no way to, to not include me. You have on to inbound this. it. 
I put I put three on three for what I could do, where it's like I couldn't make the the USA team, and I am not a part of any other country, so it would have to be the USA team. Uh, so it's like, well, they're they're just not gonna. I'm not in the NBA. They're not gonna let me there. But it's like, well, three on three. You know, I have a three on three championship in the in the in the trophy case. So <laughs> there's at least some some precedence for that one. I don't think it's a three-on-three championship if you only win a T-shirt. I think a medal has to be a, a standard bar. I do not think that is the case. <laughs> well, you better it's wish a champion right on the shirt like that. <laughs> how are you gonna argue with that? Uh, well, I guess it happened. A win's a win. I, I like basketball. I think that's easily the sport I've had the most success at, and am still able to, you know, participate in to some degree. In my my later life right now, it's been a while. I I, I don't really don't play anymore. I I don't, I don't know if anyone plays anymore. Uh, but I had three on three of what I would want to do for a lot of the same reasons, and I I think we have even better chances of actually being able to do it. So maybe this is a could do like you had as well. Of well, we're not competing against NBA guys because none of the NBA guys were on our three on three team. So I just assume that it helps our odds. It's not great odds, but you know this is a very hypothetical thing, anyways. Uh, another event I, I wish or w- would want to do, and I, I have no skill set of this at all. I've never even done this. I can't even, I've never even been on a skateboard, but I think skateboarding is, is super cool. I, I like watching it. I think it would be really cool to do. I, it just, I like that that's kind of a freestyle event where you can do so many different things. And, and, and I just wish I could do it. I, I think it'd be really cool to do. This is probably one of the hard, I mean, none of these events are gonna be easy to learn, but this is definitely a, <laughs> A trial and error for sure uh task here uh i went in a, in a in a similar vein and went with the uh the the bmx street where it's like oh i've been on a bicycle before and i can mess around a little bit but oh they just make it look so easy and so smooth and it would, it would be something that I, I would want to do but definitely not could do yeah i i had surfing also for all the same reasons I just think it would be cool to be like a really badass surfer, and apparently you could surf in in Japan. I am so unaware of a lot of the culture in Japan, I, at least the weather climate. I didn't know. <laughs> it's a it's an island. I, I'm aware, I know that, but nobody make the most sense. Look, how come nobody's ever been like, yeah, we're gonna go take our summer vacation in Japan, or or a, a summer or a beach trip to Japan? And nobody's ever said that to me. I've never. I don't know anyone who does that. I mean, maybe it's just not that popular of traveling a place where I'm not interacting with enough people that travel, just in general, but. I, I don't know. I always felt like, all right, we're going to the Bahamas or we're going, you know, some Virgin Island or something like that ahead of, yeah, we're going to go to Japan. I mean, Japan sounds awesome to me now. I, I had, I just assumed it was a non-exciting weather climate. I, I completely misjudged all of this. Uh, that, that's great about the Olympics. You find out about new countries. Yeah. Lastly, go, go ahead. What, what's an event you would want or wish to do? The uh, the last one I had on the uh, the the want or the wish list was uh, the slalom canoeing. <laughs> I, just, I, just, I didn't want to go for just all the, you know, the the flashy you know basketball that's just right right in your face, but something a little more obscure. It just I don't know. It just seemed like something that wouldn't be the worst thing to to train for, and you you just you you're by yourself and you're on you're on the you're on the water. It seems uh, like it could be could be relaxing. I I think you could tell anybody that I I'm an Olympic athlete and I participate in this event. And I think that will always be interesting. Wait, you do what? 
Wait, what is it? How does it work? Wait, people do that, and, it, and it's a race. I I think yeah. that would be. I, I think that's a good choice right there. I I picked handball for my my last one here just because I think. Hand, oh, that's a good one. Handballs. I've played handball. I, I don't know. I. I don't know how our gym class in our small little area out here managed to know what handball was, but we did know what handball was, and I, I loved it. Now, I, I definitely don't have a, a pitching arm by any means because I think that would be helpful if you were kind of a baseball player and really knew how to like sling and shoot the ball for handball. But everything else in between is, is very basketball-like. If anything, it's, it's, it's like a lacrosse basketball-like where there's a hell of a lot more contact and a lot more bodying up and strength and all that. And I'm not saying I would be good at that, but I, I, I think I could – I think I have some skill sets that would benefit in in playing handball. I'll I'll just leave it at that, and that's kind of my last. Hand, handball uh, it reminds me a lot of the the rugby sevens, where it just seems like if we had any interest at all for like rugby sevens, it's like get some football players, get some lacrosse players. We are now dominant in this the same <laughs> way with handball. It's like get some basketball slash baseball. Like more at the, you know, obviously like at the teenage level, then, you know, I am a pitcher. That is all I do. But when you're earlier on, it's just like, this guy's just an athlete. Like he is star of the baseball team and the basketball team. It's just like, Hey, try out this handball. You're going to be on the Olympic handball team. It just seems like, all right, now we are the best in the world at this. We, we have the best athletes. Uh, just, just like imagine like Russell Westbrook with handball. <laughs> he could body you up on defense and he doesn't need to dribble all of the time just kind of some of the time try getting in his way do you know which nba champion and now retired nba player almost picked handball over basketball it's a retired player it's a retired player uh Uh, kobe bryant nope uh german tall uh dirk 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 was almost a professional handball player dirk was a big big handball guy prior to getting into basketball it's it's funny to see just how it all panned out because I when he was super young he was really really like kind of wiry and skinny and apparently a little bit more mobile and that was a lot more beneficial in handball he he filled out a lot though uh, I think he made the right choice I, I I can't say that for sure but I w- I, w- I went with uh with Kobe just thinking he was he grew up in Italy and so like you said we knew about it from gym class but. I don't think I realized it was an Olympic sport. I thought for a long time it was just a gym sport. The same way you played uh, kickball and you played, uh, what was it? It was mat wiffle ball. So you could have like a bunch of people on on the base because it was a floor mat and just all those goofy gym games. That's what I thought it was. I I think you're surprised of the popularity of handball across the other countries. I mean, I'd I'd put handball as almost like a top five sport across the world. Hmm. I, I really would. I, I think it, I, I put obviously at soccer number one. I think that's a no brainer. And then like, I, I would say the rest of them kind of fall into this subcategory after that of a of second tier of you know, maybe handball, maybe baseball and, and basketball. Yeah. I, I mean, there's, there's, it's weird when you do the Olympic events. Cause it's like, I don't ever watch professional swimming. I'll watch Olympic swimming, but I don't, I don't know. Yeah, you know, you know how these kind of fall in that. All right, so that's pretty much all the the, the want and wish do's. Uh, let's do what we couldn't do next, and then maybe we'll finish off with a couple things that we think we could do. Uh, okay. First event, I definitely couldn't do. I mean, I couldn't do any of these events. I'm not, I make it sound like yeah. I, I, this I is haven't... why it's a little more of like wouldn't want to do. Because yeah, you, you prefaced at the beginning of we are not Olympic athletes, but yeah, this is more of the even if I was good at this, I don't think I'd want to do this. I couldn't do the high dive. 
I don't think I could stand up on the high dive. Let alone jump it's, off it, do a flip, and then pray that I land with as little splash as possible. Yeah, get the hell out of here. No way. <laughs> that seems crazy to me. It, it was funny. Uh, I was doing the, the, the bets with, with my brother, so I'm going through all of the events, and I see 10M platform diving. So it's like, okay. And just you kind of think about it. It's like, okay, yeah, 10 meters. You're going along. And then it's not until you see it. It's like, oh, that's right. That's like 33 feet up in the air. Did you see the synchronized one where it's two of them and they do like the same trick and then they yeah. land and they're basically judged on whether or not they timed it right. And it's it's incredible. It really is amazing the synchronization that these guys are able to do where it, it looks like a mirror image of one another where they really get it right. <laughs> I But I couldn't it do it. so hard. I, I couldn't do it. I wouldn't even know where to start with that. I, I, I have multiple swimming events on here that I would have a disadvantage on. I, I would struggle at water polo. For all the same reasons of, I think those are some of the toughest freaking people in the world. They're like rugby players underwater, and even maybe even worse. I I just think the amount of under the pile shit that's just happening. I think in water polo that you don't even see, of just drowning and pulling and grabbing and and it's a huge pool too. I feel like these guys make it look like the, the getting back and forth is so easy. Like it's just jogging back on a basketball court. It's like, no, you're swimming and treading water in an Olympic-sized pool right now trying to cover ground with other people trying to slow you down and get in your way. It's it's a very impressive sport. I, I absolutely couldn't do anything near this. I, I don't did that was this on your list as well, or, or am I the only one my, that has uh, a fear of water polo? <laughs> my my first one was also water-based. It was the marathon swimming. I would just drown. I wouldn't make it. I would cramp up and I would drown. I'd be someone would have to save me. That's the only way. <laughs> like physically, could not do it. I would I just. There's just no way. I wouldn't I, make it. At I, least with a with a marathon on land, it's like it would take me forever. But I could walk, jog, and eventually I would. I would. I would make it. You know, because if you start, it gets real bad. It's like all right, just walk. You know, but when you're in the ocean, you can't just take a break. Like you got to tread water. <laughs> like it's gonna be bad. I, I don't think I could easily I don't think I could swim fifty meters right now. I really don't think I could. You think you could go back and forth in a pool right now? An Olympic pool? No training at all. Or whatever training you're at, whatever fitness level you're at right now. As I don't think I could do it. I like to think I could, but I, I really don't have much of a frame of reference. It's it's really far. Like the pool's it's big. It's hard, yes. Yeah, the pool is, is hard. big. It's it, it's a, it's very impressive. Uh, well, what's an event you don't think you could do? Uh, so I had the, the marathon swimming, and the second one was uh, one I wouldn't want to do was the decathlon. So that's the track event where you're doing all of the events. So it's not, okay, I'm training, like you said, 100 meters. Like, I am the fastest man. It's like, no, I'm trying to be pretty good at 10 events. So I have to be good at the 100. I have to be good at the hurdles. I have to be good at the... I don't know all these events, but like I think it's like the mile, and you have to be able to throw stuff and jump. But just your your day training, it's just got to be all sorts of different things. It's just got to be hard to, to to focus. Like, well, what, what am I working on today? Ah, well, my javelin was off a little bit yesterday, but the day before, my my triple jump was terrible. What am I gonna do? Yeah, I want no part of that. <laughs> I can't do any of this stuff. I another event I want no part of. Did you see the sport climbing? Like it's this. It's not even rock climbing. It's like rock lunge jumping and hoping that you land on like this tiny little thing. It's it's almost it, it's like vertical uh 
uh, what is it called? Wipeout? What, what are the? No, 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 no. Uh, the American Ninja. It's like that, but vertical yeah. only. <laughs> and and I, I don't know how you get good at this. It, it just seems like you just lunge yourself enough times and maybe you catch it. And then every time you don't, you just fall. <laughs> it's just, we're just coming all the way down. The, the, the sport, I think, is it the difficulty of it? Or is this another one of, it has to do with heights? Because for me, the sport climbing seemed, seemed interested interesting i've done a little bit of uh of climbing here and there and you have to be incredibly strong but it seems like it would work out well just as like walking around you see it's like man that guy looks in really good shape and just the strength you have to have so it's not just show muscles it's you're actually able to use it for something so that that one actually seemed interesting to me there there is a height factor to it but i i think what looked super challenging about it was the way these courses are set up and depending on your size, height, and I guess strength in general, you have to contour your body into these awkward stances where you can just stay on kind of the rocket, your the, the ledge that you're on, and give yourself an advantage to swing or jump to the another ledge. And I just saw such like these bodies being twisted and bent in in these such such uncomfortable positions, and I'm like, I, I don't think I could, I couldn't do anything like that. And also, I'm watching all all of them just uh, they're they're getting like the the chalk dust on on their hands. They're all the way down like their their elbows almost. Like they're they're trying to get as much grip as possible. I I don't know if I want to be that reliant on on something like that. I because I, I, every time you jump, you know you're hoping you catch yourself, but you you know there's a there's a possibility that you're not. And I don't like that idea of, of essentially jumping and praying that I'm able to make this catch on the next ledge here. Or that I can stand on it, or just grab on it, or get up something sort of limb on it. It just seems extremely well, challenging. It's well, absolutely something I couldn't do. Well, don't don't try to scare me away too much. This Saturday, I'm going. I'm going rock climbing. So it won't be like this. I'm telling you, the courses that these guys. Re- I mean, they're Olympic athletes. They're obviously not doing the courses. That, it's got to be hard. You know, yeah. this isn't like a blow up pool in the backyard where you're you're training for the Olympics right now. This is an actual event with an incredibly an incredibly difficult course <laughs> i i couldn't do it uh last couple things i definitely couldn't do i i had uh i had gymnastics on here <laughs> I, I don't know i don't even know where i was was it any with it. was it a specific it's, event it's every event i i want no, I put, that's what i put i put gymnastics all around <laughs> i i couldn't do i couldn't do the the the, the two uh beams that you got to jump back and forth from i couldn't do the rings i i couldn't do the, the open you have to be so strong and for whatever reason it's looked at as a as a big time female sport so i feel like if you're walking around super cut looking real jacked and oh you're, you're in the olympics oh you say oh yeah i'm doing sport time like oh yeah that's pretty cool you say oh i'm doing gymnastics it's kind of just like oh uh well uh, okay it's like do you realize how strong i am try to <laughs> try to just get up on those rings let alone do any of the tricks or anything <laughs> Uh, all right. See, it's funny that you bring that up about the unpopularity of, uh, I'll say, masculine gymnastics. <laughs> this is years ago now. This is during my college era. So you know, this is some time ago. I won't even say what school, but there was a house party. And, you know, in colleges, you have certain houses that have certain parties. You know, you got the basketball house, the football house. Well, there was a gymnastics house at this college and they would throw these parties. And some guy came in being a little ignorant at a gymnastics house party and kind of making fun of, of other gymnasts. I've never seen a guy get beat up by some stronger people more than, than this <laughs> situation right now. I mean, 
think about the strength of these guys you just talked about, but seeing it to actually be physically demonstrated on the pain and suffering of someone else, yeah, I, I want no part of gymnastics. These are some tough dudes, and I would not. I would, I'm telling you, you're making a mistake by judging them. You you are underestimating the amount of strength that it takes to do all this, as well as the amount of calculated strength into their hands, of which they're now going into your face. You want no part of that. You do not want to be there for that. So shout Just out their grip strength alone. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's just. It's it's incredible. It, there's there's a reason that these sports are are Olympic events is because it demonstrates incredible strength. Uh, what what do you got last on your list here? Those those were mine. Those are my three. I had uh, marathon swimming, the decathlon, and gymnastics all around. Yeah, I I had I had team volleyball on there too, mostly because I feel so inadequate with my my height. And I also don't have a 40-inch vert like every other guy on every team. <laughs> that seems crazy. No, nah, you could be the uh, you could be the one. Uh, I don't know the name of the position, but there's the one position where the guy's usually a little smaller. I think he's the uh, the setter. Yeah, but you know how I feel you, like you, that... could, you could be that guy. You you're perfect. You setting up assists for people. You're you're setting it up so the guy with the 40-inch vert can uh, can set it and put it down. I I don't know. This seems like an Isaiah Thomas situation here where it's like a lot of heart <laughs> a lot of heart because you're not gonna be able to do some of the things taller guys are able to do all right uh a couple events i think i could do now i actually don't think i could do any of these events i just think i would have of all the events in the olympics i think i would have the best shot at training and working towards actually having success towards these events so please don't think like yeah will thinks he could uh you could do this. Like, no. no, no, no. By no means. I, I am very aware of where I stand right now. I, I, I don't even stand. I sit. I, I can't even do that. Um, number one, I, I did have three-on-three uh, three basketball. I had that on what I would want to do. It's something I think I could do for a lot of the reasons I mentioned earlier. Uh, I just I played a lot yeah, of basketball. I had I had I had three-on-three three where I know how to play basketball. If you put me in Olympic in an Olympic game. I would not do well, but I could be on the court. I know the rules. I could try to do the right thing. Where something like the gymnastics all around, I mean, you put those rings up and uh, yeah, I can jump and grab them. Maybe I could do one pull up, maybe, maybe two. And then that's <laughs> it. So at least with basketball, I can run around, especially if I've trained a little bit, I can at least run three point line, to three point line and try to tire the other guy out or distract him. And I can try to go in for rebounds. You know, I can be active so I can at least do that. All right, I had basketball. You had basketball. It gets a little three hazy. Three. It's it, different. It gets a little. It gets a little hazy after this. That's kind of like uh, I I could say that with my chest out a little bit, and now I I get a little quieter about some of these other events. All right, I I think I think archery is something I have no I have no familiarity with this. I just think I could practice like hell out of it, and eventually something would stick. I I just know everybody that's participating in a lot of these events has been working on this for probably their entire life so i'm catching up on a lifetime of work i just think that this is something if you work at it long enough and hard enough and practice enough that you might actually be able to compete at it so i i have no other reason other than that i just seems like a skill that it's rinse repeat rinse repeat rinse repeat and i and i think i think you could i think i'd have a better chance of doing that than hoping that i'm going to grow three feet and be able to jump 40 inches <laughs> or have you know suddenly amazing strength I, I think archery is within my realm of possibilities. A lot of focus. 
yeah, uh, it's it's not beer die, but you know, I I think if we played enough of that, <laughs> maybe it is. Yeah, you're pretty you're pretty good with uh, with repetitive motion. So you you're looking to do the same thing over and over again. I think I think you have a chance. So I I got archery. Uh, what, what's an event you think you could do? Uh, went back to something that I've done before. I went with 400 hurdles. Oh man, the familiarity. <laughs> and then I I figure if uh you know I get thrown out there and I know like this is gonna be real bad. Like they're gonna have to cut to commercial and then come back to show me finishing. I, I fall. I fall on the first hurdle. Maybe the second hurdle. Oh, I, I was right there with those guys. Did you see? I was. Maybe I start one of the farther out lanes. You know how you start farther ahead on the track. Oh well. I mean, I was in second until I fell. Ah, just rough luck. So I already got like a like a a plan there. Yeah, I want no part of that. <laughs> I can't handle that at all. Uh, I was surprised you didn't go for one of uh, one of the running events. I did put down marathon. Oh, okay. And I, I didn't mean to blow up your spot there. I I only put it down because, again, I I, I don't think. Look, obviously, there's advantages of being extremely good at long distance running, but I I think the main thing is you just have to commit to it and practice it every day. And I think I'd have a easier time again committing to that than hoping I'm suddenly taller stronger and faster i i think i could just say yeah you're just gonna run you're just gonna do this just every day keep, keep going just keep doing that and I, and I think i could i think i could find success in, in an event training that way i i just I, I don't know i i i just feel so discouraged by a lot of the skill sets like skateboarding seems like such a specific skill that you can have no basis of, it, of an advantage on it at all like you're just starting from scratch regardless of who you are i, I don't think that there's like certain advantages like that uh, and I think a marathon where you're all starting from scratch, but I don't think you're that far off of somebody who's really good. You just have to put the time into it. Expectations are low for Americans on that one, too. I, I didn't even factor that in. Actually, not anymore. What, uh, what's her name? Finished third this year. Oh, uh, the woman. Yes. Yeah. And she was not only did she finish. All right, a lot of the times in marathons, it's like one finishes way farther ahead and then two is two. But, you know, if you finish. 20 minutes later it's all right cool you know you, you weren't even really in the race this is very much a race it goes one two uh i think it was I'm, I'm pretty sure it was two kenyans don't don't quote me on that and then three was uh with an american who was actually within uh i'll, I'll say visual distance which is a pretty big accomplishment over such a long distance uh so shout out to that so maybe maybe not maybe maybe this trend uh fades out a little it bit it was uh it was molly seidel this was her third marathon ever. Took bronze in the Olympics. <laughs> yeah, I want that no part wild. of this. <laughs> I want no part of that. <laughs> All right, I, we got about uh, 15 minutes left here. What, what's your last uh, thing you wish you could do? Or did we already cover them all? Uh, the last one uh, I think I could do was uh, mountain biking. No, I, I, I couldn't do the mountain biking. I think it would be yeah, fun to do out. it, but I, I know I couldn't do it. I'm getting out on the uh, on the bicycle, just on the bike path. But I think I could, I could, I could ramp it up, and I could, I could make something happen with a little bit of training. No, I, I don't think my exercise bike has helped me in that that kind of case there. Nah, you'd be fine. <laughs> it's like riding a bike. You know what we should do? We should start looking up the events for the next Olympics and find which one that uh that we have a chance at. All right, tell you what, you know what we should do is we should find out if you're ever actually gonna do a backflip. Whoa, did you see? I sent you the video. 
that's it. That's it. That's what we're getting. That's complete. You didn't even do a full well, backflip. That, that that was uh, that was to show that there's an honest attempt has been tried. All right, an honest attempt has been tried, but you. <laughs> all right, I was I was gonna blow this up yet. I expected a little bit more content than that at this point, but I mean, there is content. Well, you we got you got three video. Well, actually, the, I did do I did do more attempts than that. I think I took, I think there were six attempts. One of them was definitely because I was trying to do it off a boat. And I thought that was going to be good because then you'd be going into the water. But the problem is that the the boat is bobbing around. So one of them, I just fell off the boat. But like I said, healthy attempts have been tried going forward. I need to find, I found out I need to get higher up. But when you get higher up, when you land on your back, it hurts more. So All right, it's, I just, uh, it's a work in progress. I'm, I'm by no means an expert on this either. All right. Take this knowledge of advice from somebody who just said he could do a lot of Olympic events, all right? This is this is where we're starting on this. But I freeze-framed the video you sent me of you backflipping off of the boat, and when you freeze-frame it of where your head is, it literally hits the water. You, you don't even make a full rotation. You barely get halfway. Yeah, it's not easy. Oh, I, I didn't expect it to be. It, it, punishments aren't supposed to be. <laughs> There's yeah, supposed to be reason I gotta, to I gotta figure out the I gotta figure out the rotations better. But this is why when people are just like, "Oh, we'll just do it off this hill over there," yeah, yeah and then I uh, land on my head. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Yeah, let Let's start with the water first. I and like I said, I think I just have to go higher into the water. And so I got some ideas, but that's that's where I'm at right now. Now we talked a lot of gymnast stuff earlier. I, I'm willing to allow like a, a small trampoline, not a big trampoline, but a small trampoline. And I and I think this I thought just, you said there were no rules on this. There are. We're looking at a small trampoline. I'm I'm more just trying to encourage you to you know suddenly get the confidence to do this. Like if you just got a little bit higher, you know you you got it. You got the you turn. That's I think I think I just need to start higher. I think that's gonna be easier than finding a trampoline. Yeah, I'm alright with that. You want to start a little bit higher. I I think water is gonna be your go-to, and then eventually you just do it out water. Like I would do like ten in water, and then hopefully if you're comfortable after like a couple of those the problem with this thing is it's very much like trying to reach the rim in basketball and you can't reach it and you try doing it at the end of practice it's like well your first jump is going to be your best jump all right the 10 15 jump tries after you're just not going to have as much in it or at least i i don't think either of us are in the physical condition where we're suddenly going to start jumping higher in our later condition here Yeah, I think I just need to start off a little higher, and I got to work on the the rotation because I think I was high enough. It's just I'm, I'm I haven't really done much uh, aerial trapezing. I think is the technical term for it, <laughs> and so my body is just confused. Like, hey, what 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 are we doing up here? Like this this is backwards. This is not how it's supposed to work. So I, I'm gonna find you the video. So it, it it's not like no attempts have been made at this point there have been some attempts made and where we're going from there well progress progress has been happening i'm gonna find a gymnast on cameo to coach you i don't, I don't know how but it's, it's, that would be incredibly helpful <laughs> that, that actually seems like I, something i might be able to do i i can't even imagine that although you know post olympics that's probably the highest price it'll ever be but like a year from now <laughs> i don't think anyone's gonna remember who these people are <laughs> I, i think this is pretty similar at this point to when you're like like in middle school or something and you're going bowling and so you're not a kid anymore so you can start to kind of figure it out and someone you know older is like oh here I'll show you how to do it and they tell you like eight things to do and it's just too many things i think that's where i'm at with the with the backflip of 
people are telling me all of these different things to do. And then when you try to do it, it's like, I can really only focus on one or two things at a time. So I got to keep, I got to make it more bite-sized pieces. All right. Speaking of focusing on one or two things at a time, it is the NBA off season right now with the season coming up real quick. It feels like we just talked about the NBA championship because we actually did. It's, it's really happening this fast. So I bring this up to say that NBA Summer League is in full swing right now. We're in what day two, day three right now. And we have some interesting rosters out there. We, we had, a, I think, a very successful draft class this year. I, I don't think anyone's going to kind of be disappointed with the – I don't see any obvious busts out there right now. I, I think a lot of good players are drafted. I think they went to a lot of interesting situations. I think there's some teams that really improved this year purely off the draft. I have a I have a summer league favorite. I mentioned it to you earlier. Uh, who do you think is going to win summer league? And then I I really want to talk about a couple teams, but there's one team specifically I want to get to that the a lot less exciting news. But uh, let's start with the positive news right now. Who who do you think is going to dominate summer league? It's it's tricky because you go in so many in so many different directions here. <laughs> is it is it Portland with all their old guys? All right, so that was the one team I wanted to talk about that wasn't so nice. And this is the uh, – we're just going to jump right into it now that you've already said the name. But, yes, Portland Portland has a summer league team, and they do have a lot of old guys on there. And those old guys consist of Kenneth Fareed, Michael Beasley, and Emmanuel Moutier, who all were drafted – were they even drafted this decade? Like, it feels like they were drafted – like, it feels like some of these guys might have played in the big three last year – and they're now getting a shot to try this out again. But I think that Michael Beasley was either drafted the year before. I think it was he was drafted the year before Steph Curry was drafted. Well, I don't even bring this up to be critical of these players. I think we have an opinion of these guys. We know what they once were able to do, and we kind of know where they sit now. My big issue of all this is that we have a premier athlete in Damian Lillard who quote-unquote, may or may or not have struggled in the Olympics, but that has nothing aside to the success that he has had in the NBA of being an incredible player, an awesome shooter, a really good leader, a guy that really hasn't had a lot of talent around him and has managed to come, somehow scrape up all the success he's had. So we have a guy like that, and we have rumors swirling around all over the NBA for almost a year now of, oh, Dame's going to want out, or they need to do things to make Dame happy, and they have to keep Damian Lillard there, and I feel like Dame was like the most mature guy to ever handle the situation and kind of sit back and watch and say, well, I'm not going to say anything yet. You know, I'm going to give you guys a chance to sell me on this a little bit because I really don't want to leave. I would love to make it work here. But if I can't make it work here, we're going to have to work on a few other things. And if those few other things are Michael Beasley, Kenneth Fareed, and Emmanuel Moutier, these are the few things that we are praying on somehow working for us to keep our once-in-a-lifetime athlete here in Portland, I just don't like the what, what they're going about this. Like, what do you think is going to be learned? Like, what, what are we going to learn from Michael Beasley, Kenneth Fareed, and Emmanuel Moutier in Summer League right now where they're playing against other rookies and other guys? I, I just think if this isn't scraping the bottom of the barrel, Zach, I don't know what is. I, I agree. And it seems like those guys, you – like you said, they're pretty much a known com- commodity at this point. I can easily see you bring them in for a, for a workout. Take a look. Okay, yeah, yeah or nay, and you go from there. But I really don't feel like you need to see them play, like you said, against rookies. 
like these guys are brand new to the league, and I wouldn't be surprised. Cade played. Uh, I think it was yesterday. I don't remember yesterday or the day before, but I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, like if you're really good, they don't continue to play you. It's to like test it out, and so it wouldn't surprise me if Cade doesn't continue playing summer league. Like you're trying to get out of summer league as quickly as possible. I do think Detroit is going to win summer league. I feel like I had my my answers here, and then you just keep bringing them up. It's really great. It's like you're following the cue cards of my my notes right now. <laughs> like I had Portland, I had Detroit. I just think Detroit has the most talent. I I kind of like Sadiq Bay. I I think Killian Hayes has some value. I just think these guys can play. I I don't know if this is going to amount to a playoff run or anything like that, but I. I just I've seen Sadiq play and score some points. I've seen Killian Hayes have some success, and I think Cade is really good. And I look at some of the other rosters in summer league, and I'm like, well, do they have three guys that I think can, are worthy of being out on an NBA roster? And maybe they do, but maybe not as much. I think Orlando is another one who had we've talked about having successful draft. They got a couple guys I think that can play out there, and they had a really big debut the other day. I, I Jalen Suggs been. Is Jalen Suggs going to make a lot of people regret not drafting him, right? Like, I feel like he's he on good. a mission right now. Yeah, he, he definitely looked good. I, I'm, I'm excited to see him play. Uh, Zach, we gotta we generally have about three minutes left here, but we do have breaking news. You think you can hang around for a little bit? Yeah, what do we got? Well, we got Celtics news, man. I don't know if you've checked your phone Uh-oh. or not, but we have oh, no. former Laker Dennis Schroeder has agreed to – drum roll, please – a one-year deal for $5.9 million. This is great news. I'm actually very excited for this. A one-year deal for a guy of that caliber, I totally think it's worth the risk. I didn't want to do anything. I wanted to do two years for 30 We did one year for 5.9. That's a win for me. Now, it's a big loss for him. I just need to frame this out for you guys. That Yes, we're, as Celtics fans, excited for this. But if you're Dennis Schroeder, you turned down three years, like, what, $80 million or something from the Lakers? Yeah. And that was, what, three months ago you said no to that? And here we are three months later, and you're playing for a different team for one year and $5.9 million, and you're going to have to do this all over again next year. But from a Boston standpoint, it's a contract year, man. We need, we're going to get all of it, right? Bring it all. Let's see what you got, Schroeder. All right, you want to earn some money next year? I, I think this is, this is the best-case scenario for everybody involved. Because I, I think I think this is a good fit. I, I think he's mature enough to run an offense. I, I trust his jump shooting. And I think we, we just don't have a point guard. So I, I'm all for it. I th- still think Pritchard plays a ton of basketball this year. But I'm okay with adding a vet like this, especially for that price range. I, I think it's it's very undervalued. Like I think this is a good deal. He's He's 27. He, he he had success last year. If you're signing a gun like that for six million, you you can't go wrong with that. If if it was in the fifteen, and we couldn't even afford that, and if it, I think we had it up to nine, and then we would have been hard capped, and you just you really don't want to do that. But like you said, we didn't really have a point guard. We need a point guard. So this is uh this is this is what we have to do. And boy, did he and his agent just not read the the market well that is a that is a huge blunder like how, how do you not fire your agent after that that is just a so much money lost yeah that well it, it's not only it's not only the money loss it's that this really sucked i don't ever want to do this again and the result of it is hey man this like you're already kind of doing it already it's only one year 
and we're going to spend this entire year trying to figure out a way to negotiate a better contract next year. And the worst thing about it is if you, God forbid, I mean, I hope it works out. If it doesn't work out and you're back at it next year and your value goes down even more, I mean, you're looking at signing like veteran minimum for the rest of your career now. I'm my concern where you're, you're excited saying, Hey, it's contract year. He's got to prove himself. My concern is that is his mindset to a fault. And it's, Hey, this is Jason and Jalen's team. You're supposed to get them the ball and him saying, Hey, I lost a ton of money. I'm looking to get that money back. I don't care whose team this is. Well, I also think, what what the Celtics have done, this is about the only good thing they've done this offseason, and that is acquire guys that I think would be worthy trade assets. And I know that's a terrible way to look at it, but I think we finally have some contracts that I think we could package together to actually shuffle this roster. Now, it may not even be an improved roster. I just think we need we just need some new faces in there that maybe do similar stuff to some of the guys we got. Because whatever, whatever we got going on right now, it's just not working. I think guys last year did not work. So I, I don't really see an advantage of trying to run that back and say, well, we're going to do this differently. It's like, well, I feel like we tried that and it didn't work. And I'm not sure what kind of expectations you, you wanted to have from that. Uh, but breaking news here on the podcast, that doesn't happen often. So, Whoa. Uh, no, I'm glad you took a peek at that. Yeah. Uh, but I am going to start playing the outro here. I don't want to spend too much time on it, but that was our Celtics minute for right now. Uh, Luca gets a supermax, man. Is that too much money? Yeah, nothing, nothing unexpected there. You have to do it, and he's at the level that I think it, it's worth it. He's probably underpaid. I I think you have to look at it as if we were to, so he signs a five year extension because he signed with his same team. He's able to do the supermax, and he's already been in the league three years. If you were to give him the money he has now and the money he was making over the last three years, I think it averages out to. You made out pretty good if you're Dallas, all right? Like, you know, we got him on a deal yep. the first three years, and we're going to pay him a lot more for the next five years, of which he's better, more improved, and you're just never going to find anyone else like him. Uh, so shout out to Luca. He's now making just as much money as Trey Young, and I think that's okay. I have no, no issues with that. I think both these guys are serious ballers and deserving of, of some big money. But I, I, but he's making more than Trey Young. Is he? I thought they got the same contract. I, because I think that's what the supermax was. That was the most both these guys could get off an extension for five years. I think. I think. Hmm. I'd have to uh, actually. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're, you're right. It's saying, uh, yeah, both five years, two hundred seven million. I thought I saw something because with the supermax was there were stipulations. The way you're able to get it's not just the max, it's the supermax is all-stars and all nba it must have been some other guys because it was like luca gets this because he already made the nba and he made uh, you know he made the all-star and all nba um so uh, he was locked in but there was a couple other guys it must have been maybe, maybe it was jason tatum and something like that anyways congrats to those guys uh hopefully they live up to the next year i i I want to talk a little bit more maybe going forward in the, ne the next podcast, maybe not today, about it it's hard to decide whether or not these are worth it because obviously when you draft guys, you pray that they become these guys. But then once they become these yep. guys and you have to pay them, you're kind of stuck in this corner of not having a lot of flexibility. But, you know, you have one box you'll never have to worry about unchecking, and that's having a player of that caliber. So I hope it works out for everybody. But 
We'll talk more about that going forward, and we'll be back next week. Thank you, as always, for listening. Backflip status is coming up, right? <laughs> I gave you one. A little column A, a little column B.